Hi, I am so excited to have, welcome. Hi. Hi, Janae, to the Mob Mentality Podcast. This is a podcast made for moms of busy babies. And our guest that we have today is so special to me, and I know she is going to be special to everyone else out there listening. So if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself, tell us how many kiddos you have. Okay, my name is Janae Walla. I have two kids. I have a boy, he just turned 13 a couple weeks ago. And I can't believe I have a teenager. And then I have a daughter who is nine. Um, and I worked with Stacia the last like year or two. I don't know. Time goes by so fast. And yes. she really helped me rein in on my emotions and all the, the mom stuff that was going on behind the scenes. So that's how we connected. Yes. And you have been someone that has been so supportive of me and my journey and dealing with my son and through his diagnosis of being diagnosed with autism. And that's something that we share in common. And you have significantly touched my life and your words of advice always stick with me. So I just knew that you had to come on and share your expertise in all things motherhood with all of us that are dealing with extra busy kiddos. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about how, about your son and whenever he was diagnosed with autism and just how you even took that information and, you know, how things kind of played out from mm -hmm. the very beginning, even up until now. Right. And, um, I mean, with you, I'm like, I know where you were and now mm -hmm. I'm about 10 years ahead of you. And I had a friend who was actually, her son was so much like mine and um, she was a couple years ahead of me. So she was tons of wisdom for me because she had already experienced kind of where we were in our chapter. Mm -hmm. So I just um, like my heart hurts for you because I know you're in the trenches, you know, like oh, yeah. in there and I, I know how <laughs> hard it is. But um, Kason was diagnosed when he was four or five. I can't remember exactly, but um, he didn't talk. You know, he was like Zayman, and I remember going to the pediatrician, and they have that list of like milestones you're supposed to mm -hmm. hit. And I said, you know, he's he's not talking, and they're like, it's fine. It, he's a boy; they don't talk. But I knew in my my mom gut as something was off, and it was he was in daycare too, and he was always getting in trouble. And they, um, one of the daycare teachers had said, or no, it was actually the director, and she didn't say this to be mean, but she said when you look at a picture of kids or the whole class of kids, no child should ever stand out. And she said, your son stands out. And that wow. was like, it really got me. It was like a punch in the gut. And, but they were a great resource for us of like where we needed to go next, like our next steps, because he was my first child. And I, I did feel like I was failing as a mom because everybody else has a baby and they make it look so easy. And, and they're just, they're out and about and they're doing all these fun things. And that wasn't us. Like we were struggling. And so I just kind of felt like it was, it was us. Mm -hmm. But so his daycare, um, they gave us some references and stuff. And then he did start speaking. So he, he wasn't nonverbal, but, um, he started to read. So he started to read when he was two and a half years old. Oh, wow. And it was just, um, Actually, I didn't know it was such a big deal until we would talk to other people and they're like, yeah, kids aren't reading when they're two years old, you know? So this whole time in his life, 
we would read to him and he would just absorb it. But he wasn't coming back out, you know, until like one day, then then all this. So we went to um, psychiatrist, psychologist, yeah. I don't remember, you know, which one. And we got a diagnosis. And I remember reading that. And when it said the word autism, I was just felt like I felt him, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, what do I do? I, I don't know how to help him now. You know, like, what do we do? But along the way, you know, we... Um, this person knew this person, this person knew this person and everybody kind of, you know, I got words of wisdom from everybody. But one thing that everybody, you know, would say is like, um, like no one understands your child's struggles, only you. So you can't let the outside world, you Mm -hmm. can't let that bother you and, and the judgment and all that. Like it's your child and no one understands him like you do. So I've always like kept that that's kind of what keeps me going. Like, it's not for my friend to judge how I'm parenting this child or anything. Like I know him and I knew like, I've just got to research. I've got to find out how I can help him because it's, it's going to be a journey and it's not going to get easier unless, you know, we really dig deep and, you know, and I've got an amazing husband who is also like, okay, like, let, let's do this. Like, yes. let's give him the help we need. he needs. Yeah. There's so many things that I want to be able to touch on. So that first thing that you said is even just trusting your mom gut. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's something personally that I felt as well. I, I could see little signs and cues mm-hmm. with Damon really early on. And I would even voice my concerns to his pediatrician and very similar story of, you know, we're going to wait until he's two, you know, almost talk to him like, like he's stupid. You're stupid. Right, you know, right. like talk everything through, they, you know, they do. Then you leave. there so defeated, you know? Yes, it, it is very defeating. I'm like, okay, well, he's not reaching this. Like I know something is off and he would even cover his ears and just seem like there was a lot of sensory input. And, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, no big deal. We'll address it when it's two. And I really think that we probably could have got a diagnosis even, you know, six months earlier with him, just with where he was at. And that's something that I felt in my gut, but being a first time mom, I was like, okay, you know, listen to the professionals, listen to the experts. Right. So what were some of the things that told you like in your gut that things were different? Like just recently I had one of my friends had put on Facebook. She's a first time mom and said, does anybody have any tips? I'm going in motherhood for the first time. And my tip to her was mother's intuition is real and to trust that gut. And I said that I didn't tap into that initially. I knew it was something that was, there was like, there was something in my gut, but I didn't, I kind of was like you, I was listening to what the outside world was telling me. So, but um, with Kaysen, it was just, I was exhausted. I I wasn't finding joy in parenting. I know mm-hmm. that just, that sounds awful, but that's where I was. Like, and I don't know that I really had postpartum. Mm-hmm. I was just struggling as just to find my joy because he was so hard. He was the sensory, like just little sounds. He couldn't handle it. He, you know, he would cover his ears, you know, and um we started to to notice those kind of things and then it was there was a daycare there was this rug and they had little circles on them and each circle had a color and yes. his color was red 
And still to this day, it, that's his favorite color is red. And I remember the teacher was telling us he has to sit on the red circle every day. And I, you know, be the first time mom just thinking, no, he needs to share that. He needs to let other people sit there. And she was like, looked at me like, no, honey, if that's what is special to him and that, you know, makes him happy, he can have the red, you know? And I was like, really? Yeah. And then I, I've learned that like through the years with him, you know, like he went through a phase where he had to wear a red Angry Bird shirt every day. So we were just buying red Angry Bird shirts because that's what made the kid happy. But then I kind of, I've learned that the less decisions they have to make and things that make them feel comfortable and safe and it's what they can control. Mm-hmm. So like he was able to control wearing that red shirt and then it was kind of drowning out the rest of the chaos, you know, in his life. Yeah. But and chaos is the word of just the signs. I mean, we were just, it was just chaos for a while and we didn't, yeah. you know, know exactly what was going on. And even, um, Chris's dad had even made a comment to him one time, like, why can't you just be normal? And I remember it just, it, it broke me. Yeah. It's even hard to even still say that. And, um, so it was things like that, you know, that the outsides telling us mm-hmm. he's not normal, you know? So yep. it's, uh, it's so hard. I got like goosebumps over here just because being able to even think back just such a short time ago of It was so hard. I mean, parenting a child with special needs is extremely difficult. And I even had family that would make me feel bad for saying, I'm like, he's challenging. I'm like, he's hard. They're like, oh, you shouldn't say that about your kid. I'm like, no, everything we do is hard. it, It is a challenge. And I remember I'm like, I was never a very like super emotional person. And I think that 10 years before we had kids, David being with me, it's like, he never really saw me be in super like vulnerable, (laughs) emotional states. And I was, I was exhausted because I was the only person that he would go to. He was super clingy to me and like, he would not sleep. He was frustrated all the time. Like as a baby, you know what? You see these people and their pictures and everything looks so easy. And yes, I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is not my life. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. And it's nothing that we're doing wrong. Like, we were blessed with these children for a reason. Right. That's what my mom always says. Like, okay. (laughs) You're like, all right. In the moment, it's hard to see that. But what, why do you feel like you were gifted with Casey? Like, now looking back and reflecting, what lessons has he taught you about yourself? He has taught me so much, like just how I see the world, you know, like just compassion. I'm so much more compassionate than I ever was. Uh, Emotional, like you, I wasn't a very emotional person or wasn't, didn't have empathy. I had it, I guess I had it, but I wasn't, I wasn't very empathetic or sympathetic always to people or, um, I guess he made me realize like maybe how selfish of a person I was and just living in this bubble of a world, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, the main thing, yeah, he's taught me that it's just, it's compassion and that, um, and that you, you, I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy how you, you don't picture yourself in that position until you're, you're in it. And it's kind of like, I mean, there's no 
guidebook on it, you know, and every child is different. So it's like, it's parenting is kind of sink or swim, but he also taught me like that do my own research too, you know, like find out, like if I don't like the doctor might be telling me something, but I'm not, I don't think that's right. It, it also taught me to be able to stand up for that and to advocate, mm-hmm. you know, and I never had that before. I never had that self-confidence to be able to stand up for myself and disagree that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, dis- I don't agree with what you're saying. And now I I'm able to do that. I'm able to advocate for him. I'm able to ad- advocate for myself and, you know, and just, have more confidence and a lot of that has came from being a mom to him. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Like that's what the mentality is right there is like as a mom, if more of us could take on that, that confidence and even advocate for ourselves, that's a really strong word with mm-hmm. or without kids that women need to be able to do more of. Yeah. It's like we have our own wants and needs and we don't have to put ourselves last. That's always a big thing in my world. Like prioritize yourself. Like you deserve to feel special and important as well Mm -hmm. and heard and heard. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's what our kids want. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like every kid just wants to be heard. Yeah. And if we're able to take that on ourselves and like, okay, we're demonstrating that we're teaching them that it's okay to put yourself out there, to be heard, to communicate what you want. What have been, what has been some of the biggest like transitions that you've seen even going through this 13 years and really what past seven years with him since even being diagnosed, like what have been some of those really big milestones for me, for you and for him both, like as y'all's journey together, we actually have a huge milestone that we have been working on this summer and I'm so proud of him. He learned to tie his shoes. That's awesome. He's, He's never been able to do that. And his, I mean, his IQ is, he's a genius, right? But he could never just figure that out, you know? And it was so hard for me to teach him too, because it just came easy to me. And it's things you take for granted. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, we just haven't worked on it because it was too hard for him. It, was, it wasn't it was worth it. So mm-hmm. we just did it. And so, you know, we had a talk when summer rolled around. It's like, let's set a goal. And now that, you know, he just turned 13. It was like going into junior high, let's work on tying our shoes. It was like, if it's even just once a day, and that's what we've been doing. We just, we do it once and we walk away, but some days are good where he almost gets it. So he'll try again. And then some days it's not good. So we quit. But um, yesterday he came in and he showed me and he did it. And it was, it's, it's a really big deal. Yes. I'm like, that's, that's your mom victory too. I haven't even got to ask you about that. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Tying his shoes. And it was funny because he um, he could read at such a young age. So he liked to go. um, They go to a really small school and it's like pre-K through 12. So he would go read to these younger kids and he was probably like fourth grade or something. And I have a picture of him and his shoes are just untied. He just can't tie his shoes, but he can read to, you know, all these these little kids. So but, you know, that for him, that's just not how his brain works. And Mm -hmm. that's been challenging too, that stuff I take for granted that just comes easy to me. It doesn't come easy for him. And it's for the longest time he would put his shirt on backwards. I don't know if Damon does that, 
does he ever put his he doesn't on? really get his self his self-dressed like he's just yeah. now really learning how to pull down his you know pull down his own shorts yeah. and working on pulling him up and you're right it's like the littlest things that people take for granted i mean even being called mom like he does not it'll be few and far between that i get a mom yeah in his own little way like people don't realize like how special that is uh-huh. or how special that your kid can even get themselves dressed like they may look a mess but yeah. at least they can get themselves dressed mm-hmm. and it's like we're just not there to that skill level yet yeah you know and we still you know that's still been a struggle and it's not that he can't do it it's just that it's like kind of overwhelms him where he's like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do it and brushing teeth has been a huge challenge for us for years and so this summer that's um you know, you, I have a list that he's got to go through before he earns electronics and electronics are his life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's brushing his teeth. And there's some days he will just have a meltdown. Like I can't do it. Will you help me put toothpaste on my toothbrush and all that? And I just, just stay really patient with him because I know that he can do this. It's just he in his head, he's shutting down. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's a lot of what I've learned to is patience so much patience. <laughs> I want to be able to talk to you about that because I know that when we work together, I'm like, we got you to the number on the scale. Yeah. Your workouts were great. Like as far as <laughs> fitness, nutrition, those things. I needed you, know, you as my therapist. <laughs> we, and a lot of times that's what a lot of us need is like, mm-hmm. it's that accountability. It's that support. How do I manage my home life? How do I manage the stress and the chaos that I have going on and actually be able to take care of myself Yeah. in the midst of everything. And I really do believe in keeping things super simple. So it's like, we're already overwhelmed enough. We don't need more. Mm-hmm. We, we need to fill our best mm-hmm. with keeping things basic. And I know that's something that we really talked about is, you being able to develop more patience, being able to emotionally manage home life and these difficult situations and these meltdowns. Can you tell me, can you share a little bit about how that impacted just your day-to-day functioning? Yeah, I, I think for the longest time though, I was just in fight or flight. You know, I was just in survival mode. So I was just hanging by a thread and I had, I had no patience in me. I had, you know, it was just a ticking time bomb, you know, and, and I've learned like through working with you one, it's like, I've got to meet him where he is, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I know there was one day I shared with you and I had to go pick him up from school and he just, he couldn't, I couldn't even get him in the house. So he was in the driveway melting down. So I just laid down with him, you know, I was like, I'm going to meet you where you are. And I just stayed calm and, um, you know, worked on breathing. We both worked on breathing, like, okay, take a deep breath and, and not just escalate the the situation, you know, probably before it'd be like, let's get in the house. Come on. That just always like rush, rush, rush and stressed out. And I remember that time I could just, I was calm throughout this whole situation. And I, and I just thought, you know, it's okay for him to have these emotions and I'm going to let him have these emotions. And I'm just going to be there for him like just be near him. And I remember telling you that, like that it was a really big deal that we made it through that. And it wasn't this, like in the past, he would still be out in the driveway crying like for hours. And this time it wasn't. And it was, had so much to do with how I 
um, how I was there for him and how patient I was. And I, you know, so much of what you had taught me and it was, had I not been taking care of myself, and I know, you know everybody says you can't pour from an empty cup, but for years I didn't even know how to, how to fill my cup, you know? Yes. And, and if I was working out, it was just a rush to work out to then, you know, do this and this and, it, and a lot of, you know, and when I started eating better and um, just, and practicing like self-forgiveness, you know, mm. like let myself, like I'm, I'm not a failure, like the, the blame and all that, like you really helped me through those emotions and to like restore my self-worth, you know, that I'm not, I'm not a failing mom. Like I am a good mom and I am doing a really good job. I'm just, yes. You know, I just have, my child has some challenges. So, you know, I just, I even feel calm just talking about that now and like talking about it a year ago, I'd probably just be like, puddle of tears, you know, because it's just, there's so many emotions that get brought up when you talk about this, but like, I just have overall, like everything overall, it's better health. And, and when I'm able to control this, it feeds to my whole family, husband, kids, everybody can feel when mom's off. And it's mm-hmm. okay to be off. It's okay to be angry, but I can't sit there for a whole day and, you know, stew in these emotions, you know, like, feel angry, be disappointed, but it's not ruining my day, you know? And before when we would have issues with Kaysen, it would like bring me down and then I would turn to food or, you know, I just, I didn't know where to turn, you know, and you've kind of given me tools to help me just kind of push that reset button and keep going. Yes. Have that. You have so much more patience with yourself. Yeah. And that self-forgiveness is huge. And so many moms can use that self-forgiveness, whether you're dealing with a child with special needs yeah, or not. Every mom, yeah. <laughs> is, you know, we're all going to have rough days. And being able to get through those rough days in the best way possible mm-hmm. and knowing that you just, you have it in you. It's like you have everything inside of you that you need in order to be a great mom in order to be able to take care of yourself and completely transform your family. And I'm so glad that it's like you, you found that and you've kept that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can even tell by those, the goals that you set. It's like, we set a goal for the summer. It's like that came from your ability and your skill set to be able to set those goals for yourself and keep them really small and celebrate these huge wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's been one of your personal wins in the path over the summer? Um, well, I think, you know, like I had told you, we had a lot of fun the week of July 4th and, and I let myself have fun, but to get right back into taking care of myself, you know, and, and the kids are home this summer and it's been actually really fun to have them here with me, you know, and I, and I work from home and, you know, and some people i you know, or like, oh, my kids are home. It's crazy. I've actually really enjoyed them being home. I mean, there's been like some crazy days and stuff, but it's good to have them near me and that we're all, we're all getting along and, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. And, and I, it's because I'm, I'm taking care of myself and, and the kids and like Chris, they stay up late and I don't, and even like the last couple of weeks, I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. Like mm-hmm. mom's got to go to bed. I'm, I'm <laughs> 
You have to take care of yourself. Like so you I can't enjoy the next day. Sleep. So it's, it's things like that, that I know that it's, I'm on this lifelong journey that I'm going to continue to take care of myself so I can continue to, you know, be a better mom, be a better wife. And, you know, and um, just going for walks and getting the kids involved in that, you know, like, um, like earlier Kaysen took the dog for a walk by himself. And that's kind of a big deal, you know, and it wasn't that I was like afraid of safety, you know, it was that he wanted to do that because he's yes. also not a huge fan of going outside sometimes, you know, or, or doing that kind of stuff. And earlier he said, I'm going to go take you know, the dog for the walk. And, and that's, that's great. So, you know, that's another win for me is that he sees me doing those things you know, and, um, and our house has been clean, like laundry, <laughs> and laundry, I'm doing it every day. Like, Oh, that's awesome. The little things that get us excited. The little things like before I was drowning in laundry, couldn't keep the house clean. Now it's like, it's just part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a chore. It's just, it's become my lifestyle. So that's a big win too, to have us all home this summer. And I'm, our house is clean and, and, you know, and we're, we're going on walks as family. So that kind of stuff. Heck yes. Oh my God. There's so many ones right there. And even you having the energy yeah. because you are taking care of yourself to be able to keep up with the house, actually mm -hmm. enjoy time with the kids. And like you said, you have a full-time job that you do from home. It's like, mm -hmm. that's truly inspiring for so many women. And I want them to be able to, it's like to see you and to, and even if you wouldn't mind to say like as a resource for other people to be able to reach out to you that may be going through their own journey. And I mean, be in the same spot that I'm in is like dealing with a little one that mm -hmm. has just been more recently diagnosed and just, I mean, pick your brain. And that's what it's all about is just being able to have those resources and that group of community and support. So you don't feel alone. Absolutely. And I felt alone for years, you know, you know, just, I would, like I said, I was on the outside looking in at my friends and having kids and just looks like they're having fun every day. And I am not like, it yep. can be such a lonely journey, you know, and, and it really did help me when I started like finding more of a community of, I'm not the only mom out here struggling, you know, and so many moms struggle in silence, you know, mm -hmm. so that's my hopes is even like if with this, with, you know, if mob mentality is be able to bring people together, like you're just, you're not alone mm -hmm. and being able to like wave your hand in the air and say, Hey, like, wait, I'm drowning over here. <laughs> right. I, like I need some help. I need to be able to feel better about myself. I need to be able to take care of my family and reaching out as a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness and be able to get the help that you need, your family may need in order to be able to thrive instead of just survive. Right. sometimes that's what it does. You feel like you're just trying to survive. That's what we were doing. We were just surviving, you know, praying that the school didn't call or something like that, you know. And now look at you over there, kicking butt. <laughs> I'm like, everything's done. And yeah. you are just doing absolutely amazing. So if you wouldn't mind even just, I feel like just sharing something that would be a really simple piece of advice, a strategy that you could give a mom that is just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. And that was like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like I'm sick and tired of being fed up and only surviving. What's something that you would tell her to do? Reach out to Seisha. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, that was that was huge for me. But um, um, just to give yourself some grace, you know, like we're being a parent is so hard. It's so hard, but it's also so rewarding. So, you know, on those hard days, you, you've got to give yourself grace. You can't get it right every single day. And and like I said, to reach out to you, but just to reach out to someone that, that can help you because I didn't for years and it was like cortisol levels, everything was just, I was just surviving. And, um, and you don't, you don't want that, you know, like give yourself grace and get some, get someone to talk to. Find some support. Yeah. I love that advice. Wonderful. I thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy day. Yeah, thanks in order for to having me. Be here and share. And I know it'll be super impactful to so many other people. And I hope that you're able to touch their lives just how you touched. I mine. hope so too. Yeah. Love to have you back again. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye.